Good evening. Hyvää Slava Ukraini. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. I can totally pick up hearing how my beard sounds as it scratches against my mask here. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's defiant community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 18 watts from Muncie and Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west past Point Grain and dipping south across the Salish Sea. To all the ships and the animals in the water. And our signal then heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space. For as long as this station, and seemingly for as long as this planet, continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down, well into the underground, from where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. Telesoptic subscribers can tune in to CITR on channel 7023 on their television sets. At least that's the story, in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places that are else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web, www. .citr.ca The Exploding Head Movie show page there contains track listings and downloads for this episode once the live broadcast is over along with past ones plus a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music You can also find that podcast on iHeart, Deezer, Geosave, and Stitcher and Spotify For those times you can't listen to the Crystal Wireless live or then the Shoutcast stream through the website my name is Gak, and I'll be your dove of peace for the next two hours. So get out of where you don't belong and get back home. You should have received your complimentary newly regulatory blue and yellow flag in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, when the skies are blue and the flower fields are yellow, hopefully that can be your representative. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. That spells out U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point since we are mixing everything live. This is a single person operation. Although I'm watching jealously as there's a Chinese dragon practice happening here at the low levels of Student Nest. With luck, you might be able to pick up some of the drums on the microphones here. Especially as the dancing gets quite boisterous. You will not experience that if you email me live. You'll be radiofreegack at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be email live. You can always email anytime. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter at 100 Aaron on Instagram. It is myopic man. So three weeks ago, the nominees for the 94th Academy Awards for Motion Pictures were announced. And as we do every year in the lead up to the award ceremony... Which will be now four days yesterday. We'll profile the nominated best original songs and scores. So, five nominees in each category this year. So, we've done, we'll do five weeks of scores, and then the week before the Oscar ceremonies, we'll profile the songs. Although we heard one of them last week since it tied into the world of Encanto. 
And then on March 28th, we'll talk about the winners and then opt for a film score tied to a winner that has not been previously profiled. So along with Jermaine Franco's score to Encanto, which features a song by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the week before, we listened to Johnny Reed Greenwood's nominated score from The Power of the Dog. This week, it'll be Nicholas Bertel and his nominated score from the recent satire Don't Look Up, which is nominated for four Oscars in total this year. Don't Look Up kind of ties into what we have the background here, and this is Aiden Baker with one of his forthcoming releases due out later this week. From the f- album The Sheep Look Up, this is Yigras, or Jigras. Aiden Baker is a Toronto guitarist and composer, quite prolific, based out of Berlin, I believe, in Germany. And the album Sheep Look Up relates to the John Brunner sci-fi novel of the same name from the 70s, the third part of a series of dystopic stories involving a planet in decline, and this one is tied to the environment with air and water pollution. One of the things that we should really be thinking about in this day and age, minus some major distractions, one that's been going on for a couple years, and one that basically bubbled over on Thursday. Anyways, The Sheep Look Up, the album, comes out through bibliotapes as a cassette, and it's part of a new series of releases tied to soundtracks for books. Of course, dystopia is heavily on our minds, and I did not expect my years growing up in the 80s that uh, we'd have a revival of Cold War antics, but it's definitely a hot one now because the big news is that the Russians invaded Ukraine. Hence why we started off with some Gavin Friday going back to 1995's album Shag Tobacco. We heard you, me, and World War Three. Gavin Friday grew up with Bono and the U2 crew in Dublin. Though he was always artier, he was one of the founding members of the great band, the Virgin Prunes. Also paints and acts. Most recent album is 2011's Catholic. As recent music goes, Gavin Friday appears with Howie B on the recent Allen Ginsberg tribute album that came out last year. The Fall of America. Poems of the States, 1965 to 1971. So yes... I thought the Balkan Wars of the 90s were the last war we'd see in Europe. Of course, as I was doing research to figure out what other current wars are going on that we're not paying attention to right now. Oh, there are a lot. And I'll try at least to cover what's going on there. But what's happening right now in Ukraine has been burgeoning for quite some time. Almost since the Soviet Union broke up about 30 years ago or so. And, of course, we had a prelude to what's going on back in 2014 when Russia did an annexation of the Crimean Peninsula. And over the past year, the military has been building a cross, or or massing anyways, along the border between Ukraine and Russia. Of course, leading up to that, there's some talk about some breakaway oblasts. So all the news is quite breaking, but Thursday, borders were broken through. I can't even summarize right now what's going on. I can't. You know, at some point I wrote things yesterday. Of course, the news is always changing. In the midst of a surreal war, which now has social media hooks into it. So, at the very least right now, the Ukrainian resistance turned out to be far stronger than the Russians expected. But, of course, they can always just send more folks here. So, for the first half hour or so, we're going to look at music associated with, or at least uh, talks about, the country of Ukraine. And notice it is Ukraine and not the Ukraine 
as it has been in the past when it was part of the Soviet Union. And the the article implies some level of colonialism at play there. So we'll begin with the Ukrainian composer Valentin Silestrov. And this piece of his was played on UKR, which is Radio Ukraine International in May 2005, and then recorded via shortwave by Mike Weiskopf, currently a producer at KCRW 89.9 at Santa Monica College, just outside Los Angeles, California. This will be a transmission of Celestrov's piece, The Dream. And you're now listening to Exploding Heavenlies, live from the realms of Studio A of that radio station, the waves of the blue and yellow. This is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Через роки, десятиліття, століття долинають до нас думки і почуття Тараса Григоровича Шевченка, втілені сучасними композиторами у звуках музики.
from Ottawa. That was Blacker Nith from the 2015 album Holy Visions. That was Odessa. And joining Blacker Nith there on one of the guitars, King Brood. Blacker Nith is the alias of musician Peter McNestry. Most recent release as part of Blacker Nith is 2017's Psychogeography EP. Nith is spelt N-I- and then the Old Norse letter for one of the thorns. Sort of like a D with a stroke through the post there. Because the other thorn is an upright thing. It looks like a P where the round bit fell down halfway. Like a half-mast flag. If you're curious why there are two TH sounds, well, there's thick and thin. So we used to have separate letters for it, which is why sometimes you see ye old shop. The Y is a substitute for one of the DTHs. Behind me, this is Valentina Goncharova from the 2020 compilation recordings 1987 to 1991, Volume 1. This is Passageway to Eternity. Goncharova was born in Kiev, Ukraine, although she's based now in Tallinn, Estonia. She's a classically trained violinist and cellist, but also a home recording experimentalist. A mixture of new age and chamber roots for what's called a conservatoire deviant. There are two volumes compiling her recordings done in a Soviet-era reel-to-reel. Wonderful moody stuff of this nature, but seemingly taking on a bit of an ominous note as of late. Odessa is known as the humor capital and the pearl of the Black Sea with roots tied to 7th century Greece. One of the big cultural parts of Ukraine. And it presently is being shelled by the Russian Navy. We heard about some other work that the Navy had done since uh, probably one of the first viral bits associated with the Russian invasion into Ukraine is on nearby Snake Island in the Black Sea, where a Ukrainian military contingent was told to surrender by a Russian warship. And there was audio recording of telling that warship to go fuck itself before their apparent deaths, although word came out today that most have survived now, but alas, they are prisoners. However, that statement, defiant in all its mighty, has taken life, as many people fighting to protect Ukraine are similarly telling soldiers the same. So far, early fighting shows not only resiliency, but a verve, as elderly are doing things like driving towards immobile Russian vehicles and asking if they need a tow, of course, back across the border. Some were suspecting that this would be a cakewalk by the Russian army, but seemingly right now that's not the case, but they do have reinforcements. And of course, there are stories of many women and children hiding underground or fleeing west of Poland, while men between the ages of 18 and 60 are basically conscripted on the spot. Most eagerly signing up, picking up their armaments as they were. I do have friends on the Polish side, so Poland is on the western border of Ukraine, where Russians on the east. So a lot of people are fleeing it westwards. I do know a few folks either waiting at the border to help receive the refugees there with food and clothing, or they're already offering places for folks to stay. Seized so far, along with portions of the two breakaway oblasts of Donetsk and Luhansk, which were basically part of the initial attempt for Russians to declare that they were doing a peacekeeping mission for the minorities, although it was mostly just organized elsewhere. And uh, 
Chernobyl. That famous place has been seized. Some people joking that they realize there's no power, but of course now there's an entire nuclear waste bed there of a containment field that is now there. Cities where there's currently fighting, probably out of date right now, but Mykolaiv, Sumy, and Mariupol, and Chernihiv, uh, which we'll talk about shortly, and Kiev are being surrounded. Since we're talking nuclear, for those of you of a certain age, you probably did not experience this, but in the midst of all the 80s flashbacks going on, heralded in a lot of music and TV and video games, well, now we get to experience the ominous nostalgia of having a nuclear cloud overhead. So, Ukraine used to actually have nuclear weapons after the breakup of the Soviet Union. Is basically, they had the third largest uh, repo, as it were, of material. But in the midst of disarmament and negotiations with NATO, they destroyed most of it. But with Russia now threatening to use nuclear weapons against anybody trying to help them out, which is so messed up because the radiation will kind of flow in the wind eastwards back into Russia. Uh, of course, there's talk of Ukraine restarting theirs, and this is not going anywhere that we expected at all. Anyways, let's try to dig up at least a little bit more of the folk side of Ukrainian music here. We're going to go back a way bit of time here, I think from the 50s, although this artist has roots in music doing in the 1910s and 20s. This will be Vasil Yemets, who was a Cossack born in the town of Sharivka, and he was a virtual player of a massive stringed instrument known as the bandura. If you're familiar with mariachi bands, the huge guitar that uh, plays the bass, this is something similar, but it's a little bit more upright, a lot more strings, almost like a big lute. And Yemets toured throughout Europe in the 1920s, moved to North America in the 30s, settling Hollywood, and he recorded an album in 1952 that wasn't released, but I think this song comes from that recording session. Though most of his personal archives were lost in the great Winnipeg flood of 1950, since Winnipeg is a big hub of the Ukrainian immigration population there, a diaspora. And there was a musicologist who had stuff stored there, and then it got washed away. So, this is found on the 2020 compilation Excavated Shellac, an alternate history of the world's music. This will be Vassil Yemets, with what translates from Ukrainian as from the Ukrainian steppes. Je, Ukrainsky say Stepiv. And I'll apologize in advance if I'm not nailing the pronunciation because I picked up a little bit of like Polish. Sounds a little bit reverse. But uh, I'm from a part of Finland that has Karelian roots, which gets a little Russian. It's all messed up. So I'll apologize if I get the intonation right there. But from the Ukrainian steppes.
Zelia. Although it looks like what I had snipped off there at some point. Mostly because to get up some older music is always hard. Vancouver Act with Ukrainian folk roots, three vocalists and three instrumentalists, and from their self-titled album from 1998. We heard Oitam Upulio which translates from Ukrainian as In the Field, a Tree is Burning. Most recent album from Zelia was 2016's Tsetak Bulo, or That's How It Was. And in the background, this is Gail Archer, an American organist who traveled to Ukraine, specifically to the town of Chernihiv, and played on the cathedral organ, which is what we're hearing in the background here. From the 2020 album Chernivitsky, sorry, Chernivitsy, Contemporary Ukrainian organ music. This is Gail Archer with Shakona. Going back to Zelia, that ties into one of the major minority populations, uh, at least based on immigration here to Canada, and that's the Ukrainian diaspora. So Ukraine as a population right now is about 42 million. It's down from 48 over the past 20 years. That excludes the entire Crimean annexation. And uh, Canada has a sizable Ukrainian population, at least as of the 2016 census, of 1.36 million Canadians identify as having Ukrainian descent. So, 3% of our population. Most of this is in the prairies, I'll say, based on my recent drive from Thunder Bay over here. Uh, Saskatchewan has a huge percentage there. I just think how many restaurants I stopped by that had pierogies. And as I learned through some other music as of late from the Kubasonics, there are a lot of large Ukrainian objects to be found in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, like the big Easter eggs and big pierogies as well. And there are numerous famous Ukrainian Canadians. William Shatner has Ukrainian roots. Late Alex Trebek, Wayne Gretzky, Randy Bachman, Rick Danko from the band, Chantal Kravaziuk, Roberta Bonder, Joe Schuster, who co-created Superman, and then Vancouver's own Seth Rogen. We'll shortly hear from one other Canadian musician that has Ukrainian roots to the point that her early recordings were Ukrainian folk songs. What we're going to hear is clearly not, but uh, we're going to listen to some music tied to, at least was inspired in part, what was happening in Crimea. In that the uh, producer Konakov, alias of Bodya Konakov, who also runs the Shashutse label. And it kind of looks like three sort of different W's in Cyrillic to the point I cannot even share that with you once I post the playlist, but hopefully findable. 
And uh, this is an ode to his hometown, which is the capital of Ukraine. So this is going to be Konakov with Kyiv. <laughs>
going to relive the ominous threat of nuclear annihilation as we did in the 80s well might as well hear some jams from the 80s that i remember growing up going back from 1984 the original version of that was very guitar driven off the album secrets and sins but that was the european single version that was a big hit by luba let it go luba's full name is lubomira kowalczyk from montreal and I was hoping to dig up some music from her first two albums from 1975 and 1977 because they were all Ukrainian folk songs, which is something I did not expect at all. But by 1980, she went new wave with a 1980s chain reaction. Latest album was 2000s From the Bitter to the Sweet with some rogue singles on MySpace back, MySpace back in 2007. 
And there was a best of compilation from 2014 where you can find that called Icon. If you want more 80s nostalgia, I really tried to find high decent audio quality files of the, this, these, some songs. Not yet to pass because you can find some of Luba's music on the old Canadian cartoon series, The Raccoons. Featuring all manners of pigs and aardvarks and things like that. There's been talk of a reissued soundtrack for that comic, at least recently, but I haven't seen a proper update on that bit of news in years. Here's hoping. Definitely played, I think, a cover of Lisa Lougheed's famous song from it. Run with us. Anyways, I was going to talk up a whole bunch of Ukrainian other facts and music as well, too, but didn't realize how much I was talking for here. But I suspect this is probably going to be on for a while. We'll see. We'll cover some of the other politicking around what's going on here, but at the very least, one thing that jumps out is that there's a lot of sympathy not only for the Ukrainians, but for a lot of the Russian soldiers to the point that those are getting captured by the Ukrainians are allowing for phone calls home to account for what's going on because a lot of the Russian soldiers, at least the frontline folks, are bewildered why they're there. Commentary of, like, they just look like us. (laughs) What's happening? All the age of university students. So there's humanity at play there. It's also heartening to see protests spring up throughout the world against this invasion. There was some happening at the Art Gallery Square here in Vancouver, happening all throughout Europe, and it was happening in Russia, too. So, hopefully, we can abate things, although there's talk now about Belarus kind of helping out the Russians, and a lot of things are coming down in place, so we'll see. But, hopefully, those that are fighting can do what they need to, defend the homeland, as it were. And there's a lot of support networks in place. There's a lot of charities helping to mobilize to get food, clothing, doctors, medicine in place. So they can help out there. In the background from Denmark, this is Leather Strip. And off of a 2013 compilation called Teenage Demos, this is Never Trust Anyone at the Carnival. Because at one point, I had hopes to do a carnival-related show because Mardi Gras tomorrow, a.k.a. Shrove Tuesday otherwise known as Pancake Tuesday. We could do sort of something similar we did a couple of years ago with a whole bunch of Mardi Gras music. Maybe not from a Cajun standpoint, but from Brazilian standpoint, but it doesn't really feel like a celebration time that way, so we'll try again. Maybe next year. My name is Gak. You listen to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. We might as well stay with the 80s vibe, although with new music from Vancouver's Skelarissa. We have some Larissa Lova. And she has a new album coming out through Mint very soon. And it definitely rides a solid, dark, 80s goth synth vibe here. This is going to be the title track. Here's Skelarissa with voice leading.
from Wales. That was the trio known as Islet, spelt I-S-L-E-T. From the 2020 album called Islet, spelt E-Y-E-L-E-T. If you're curious, that is the technical name for the rubber tip on your shoelace. The song we heard was Good Grief. Islet remixed their album Islet into the EP last year called Through the Islet. Wonderful kind of sort of psychedelic, but trippy and soothing music there. And behind me, this is Clint Mansell from last year's horror film In the Earth. This translates from Latin as I come from the spirit of the woods. Spiritu venio silverum. Ben Wheatley directed In the Earth based on his own screenplay. It's a story about a worldwide virus, multiple scientists searching for a cure. Looking at an organic solution in a wooded part of England, only to get sucked into a local legend. And the latest from Clint Mansell, well, he scores the new TV series Peacemaker, which is a spin-off from the Suicide Squad films. All R-rated irreverence, as it were, as to be expected from James Gunn. And we've profiled Clint Mansell extensively in the past, ranging from his San Junipero episode from Black Mirror along with scores to High Rise, Pi, Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, the list goes on here. At the very least, even Moon, going back to the Radio Free Gak days. So, kind of overdue on some recent Mansell, but there's a lots of other score film composers to work with here. And since we're talking about viruses, as a pandemic update goes, well, a fifth vaccine is now available in Canada. And it's Medicago's vaccine, Covifens, made here in Canada. And it's based on plants. So it's the first vaccine available here in Canada based on plant protein. Of course, there's another protein-based one called Novavax that was approved a couple weeks ago. So that's in conjunction with what we've had so far with Moderna, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca. So hopefully these new vaccines offer a choice for those folks who've been hesitant before. Something to help out since Omicron is still lingering, although thankfully it looks like the numbers are coming down. Hospitalizations are kind of going to a pre-Omicron level. But of course now we have to be mindful now with a huge population moving around as refugees from Ukraine are fleeing westwards. We'll see if the spread is impacted that way. We're going to stay in England for at least this next song here as we go to the town of Ripon in North Yorkshire. Billy Martin... Was a YouTube star at age 12. She parlayed that into an EP in 2014 when she was 15. Debut albums 2016's writing of Blues and Yellows. An accident as I talk about it, since that is the Ukrainian flag's colors there. Third album just came out last year called Flora and Fauna. And if you like that bass groove from Islet, this song harkens to that in a way, but a little bit rawer. Here is Billy Martin with Human Replacement. You are listening to Exploding A Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from Muncie and Musqueam Territory on UBC campus. Streaming live at www.citr.ca, available through Telesoptic on channel 7023. And yes, it is available as a podcast.
From Montreal, that was the Luyas. Off their most recent album, 2017's Human Voicing, that was fed to the Lions. And in the background here, this is Richard Reed Perry from his soundtrack to last year's movie, The Nest. This is Drone Beast. Of least the music that we're playing in the middle of this show here acts as a little bit of reprieve with what's going on. You know, some folks are always like, this should be an escapist show. You should try to distract from what's going on in the world. First off, I say, you can't tell me what to do. This is my show. If you want an escapist show, you can make your own. But the other fact of it is that, you know, we face our realities. We're on the bearing witness to history and just being unfolded. So we need to understand what's going on. It is scary, but this is how sympathy is formed. It helps us understand with what's going on. All right, since a whole bunch of cues aren't playable right now, hopefully at least you got one there to indicate that we somehow are able to make some magic work here as I try to troubleshoot some technology. But let's head on down to, I believe it's Portland. Sorry, it's Oakland now. There's some connections to the old Vancouver music scene here with this band. It's Fake Fruit. They put out a wonderful self-titled album last year through the Rocks in Your Heads label. Here's Fake Fruit with no mutuals.
From South London, England, that was Goat Girl. 
off their sophomore album, 2021's On All Fours, that was Pest. And behind me from Sheffield, England, since there's definitely a, a post-punk vibe running through this show, and it's not about Ukraine. And as we'll soon hear about from Nicholas Bertel from Don't Look Up. We're just all over the place right now. Anyways, this is The Black Dog, and off of last year's Music for Photographers album, this is Dust Bunnies. Up next, we'll head to, well, just a little outside Mississauga, although it's actually part of the Mississauga Nishinabeg region, and it's Leanne Beresuma Sosaki. I mispronounced that. Leanne Beresuma Sosaki. Oh, dear. I had this down. Beresuma Sosaki. Break it down. Finish consonants that way. Leanne Beta Samosake Simpson. She is a writer, musician, and academic. And last year she put out a Polaris Prize nominated album called Theory of Ice. In the end, it was Cadence Weapon for Parallel Worlds that actually took home the prize, but Simpson's music has definitely struck a chord with me. And this song is found off that album. Here is OK Indicts here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
From Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, that was Russell Lauder off their album Humor, which came out last year through the Lisbon Lux label we heard Go Now. Powerful singer, trans artist as well too. Everything off of Humor really dug. And the idea of a trans voice is conjuring up some new tonalities that you don't pick up otherwise. Um, there was a recently a CBC Ideas, was it Ideas? It was a CBC program that explored a person in transition here in Vancouver who was an opera singer and rediscovering their voice in their new body. I knew them beforehand, and it's wild to hear how they sound now. The only music I found so far is Christmas-related, so... In 10 months' time or so, assuming everything is still standing, war, pandemic, or some other part of a horseman's apocalypse arise, we'll get to share some of that. So, In the background, this is speaker music. It's alias of DeForest Brown Jr. from Birmingham, Alabama, and off of the 2020 album Black Nationalist Sonic Weaponry. This is a genre study of black male death and dying. There's still a few hours left in Black History Month. It happens every February. At least the marking of it. Black history happens all year round, as it were. And uh, on the cusp of this month, because somebody doesn't know how to read a calendar, we did a profile on Sidney Poitier. Of course, that was on January 31st. And still, at least setting the table for those listeners to enjoy a little bit of context, especially those movers and shakers, pioneers, as it were, in the white world. And I do at least have one song here I've been hoping to play for quite some time, so hopefully it sort of fits into the idea of black history. And unfortunately for one of them, it is history, because it is M.F. Doom who passed away. Not last Halloween, but the Halloween before, although we only heard about it on New Year's 2021. 
MF Doom originally out of the UK, but um, a strong presence in North American culture. And he collaborated with the American hip-hop supergroup Sarface a couple of times. And their most recent album was last year's Super What? And it marks the first posthumous release on MF Doom. So we still have some rapping from him. Hopefully some archives of his more material are available. Here's Sarface and MF Doom with Doom unto others. Triple X pornos, one fall through the crack, you're coming back to get all those. They're lying straight face, stay intact with a long nose. You can't change that, you know how the song goes. Thicker than the spinners when dudes are drawing pinners and dirt weed. Vanilla envelopes, ten four TV dinners. We're all beginners, touch soil in the winter. Stash box of fresh Tim's top grill, all glimmer. Shine, burn your eye if you're trying to fly. Could be your turn to fry if you burn the pie by D-O-P-E, and I'm going to show you how. <laughs>
We'll talk about that instrumental cue shortly since it ties into our Oscar profile. I'll connect the dots later, but I'm sure some of you HBO watchers are quite familiar with that theme. Behind me, this is Toronto's Anne Then from his most recent release, 2021's Held. This is At a Glance. And Anthen is the alias of Bradley Sean Alexander Deschamps, producer of so much ambient electronic music. Wonderful stuff that we've shared through the show in the past. And we'll do so because there's a lot of material to cover. Before we get into one soundtrack, let's talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. And a good many of these may already be found either in your favorite record store or where you find your music online, since albums don't necessarily stick now to the typical Friday release schedule. And this list comes from the website's filmmusicreporter.com and then soundtrack.net. As new releases go, Asuka Matsumiya and Ryushi Sakamoto provide the score to After Yang that's coming out through Milan Records. Definitely look forward to that. Season 2 of Batwoman is scored by Sherry Chung and Blake Neely. That's coming out through Water Tower Music. Batwoman being separate from The Batman. Since there's another Batman movie coming out this Friday. Scored by Michael Giacchino and that score is already out. The original score to the TV series Big Sky is done by Trevor Morse. That's coming out through Hollywood Records. TV series Billy and Benjamin is scored by Mario Goosens and David Poltrock. That's to be independently released. Isler is the alias of Phil Eisler. Of course, I mispronounced that properly, but we're likely on I-Z-L-E-R. They provide the score to The Desperate Hour. That's coming out through Gardner Recordings. Another TV series here from Germany, Die Discounter, is scored by Ulrich Kodjovent. That'll be self-released. Volume 1 of music from Horizon Forbidden West. Five composers' music will appear on an album coming out through Sony Classical. Il Filo Invisible, scored by Aldo Descalzi Pivio. That's self-released. Cyril Alfort provides the score to La Chaine et ses Habitants. That's coming out through Music Box Records. Joseph Luduca composed the score to Leverage Redemption. That'll be coming out through Music.Film Recordings. Bruno Collet's score to Maigret. will be coming out through Quartet Records. The new horror series, which oddly enough appears on Disney Plus through Star, called No Exit, scored by Marco Beltrami, along with Miles Hankins, that's coming out through Highly Records. Sans Repeat, scored by Paul Marie Barbier and Julien Grunberg, be self released. And then Roger Neal does the score to Three Months, wild looking queer comedy, that's coming out through Lakeshore Records. On the re-release front, Andrea Bocadoro's score to Il Legionario is coming out through Air Idel. There's a remastered version of Piero Piccioni's score from Io e Caterina, coming out through Decca Classics. Still trying to figure out if this is one name or two. It's hard to say, but Gatto Cileggia contro il Grande Fredo does the score to Spacco Pietre. That's coming out again, and that'll be self-released. There's a remastered and expanded limited edition version of Jerry Goldsmith's score from Star Trek The Motion Picture. Back when we didn't say the movie or the film, but The Motion Picture from 1979. That's coming out through La La Land Records. And I've been doing... 
I've had vague hopes to share that score for years because it's quite phenomenal based on some outstanding instrumentation, even though the film itself is weird. But oddly enough, there's always another re-release. So, not sure fully what to do, and I don't know how many copies I can really have, but so it goes. Jean Liu's score to Struggle for Love's coming out through Plaza Mayor. The complete restored score to Howard Shore's uh, Howard Shore does the score to David Cronenberg's Videodrome. There's going to be a limited edition of the complete restored score coming out on CD through La La Land Records and then vinyl on Mondo. The longtime listeners may remember that we've profiled in the past in Exploding Head Movies Episode 1 after the rename from Radio Free Gag from January 2010. So I'm definitely curious to see how the new score sounds. And then Gabriel Yared's music from two films. Zon Rouge et La Java des Ombres will be coming as a limited edition release through Music Box Records. Those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. So yeah, we're talking Oscars. And in recent news, kind of scandalous, but at some point, everything with the ceremony just seems to be contentious especially as ratings drop all over the place. Uh, recent news is that of the 23 categories set to be handed out on Sunday, March 27th at the live ceremony, there's talk now of pre-taping the awards for eight of those an hour beforehand. So the winners will be announced before airtime, including on social media, and the those awards will be injected seemingly, seamlessly into the actual live show. This happens for a lot of other shows just to help speed things up because we know with the Oscar ceremonies, it goes on for a long time, even though a lot of it just seems to be, let's celebrate ourselves and not talk about these other craft things. So the eight categories up for this pre-taping, and it's under dispute right now, best production design, makeup and hairstyling, editing, which feels ironic to wedge into a live show. I'm sure the editors doing the live show are thrilled to <laughs> besmirch the craft that their editing brethren and sister do. All the shorts, so that's live action shorts. Then my favorite category growing up, animated short, documentary short, sound, and of course, as cruel irony as best original score. The very least protests are forming throughout, although it's petitions against the broader academy at large, as the Society of Composers and Lyricists, the Cinema Audio Society, and the Alliance for Women Film Composers have condemned the decision, calling it degrading, especially in light of a lot of movement to make sure it's not all white dudes getting awards. So we'll see what's going on. And the sound group was already kind of upset because they already had two categories in the past, best sound mixing and best sound editing, already merged to preserve their airtime. But again, a lot of these awards are handed out in another ceremony beforehand, which is videotaped and injected throughout. But I mean, at this point, the ratings for the Oscars are pretty low in the first place. I'm not sure how they're fully resuscitate until, I don't know, more popular films come in. And the odd thing right now is, too, there is now an online vote for fan favorite film for 2021. So who knows exactly what's going on here? So. At least for the soundtrack-related show, hearing that best original score is going to be announced beforehand means I could kind of just watch things later and not have to worry about doing things live. But anyways, let's talk about Don't Look Up, the latest film directed by Adam McKay. And it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, 
a host of stars in a dark comedy, a satire about some scientists discovering that a comet is about to strike the Earth in less than a year as they try to tell people what's going on and seemingly no one cares. Mostly because presidents are always worried about more of their vote about the elections and whatnot. Technologists are worried about, you know, likes and things like that. Media is always worried about, you know, representation, at least, you know, both sides, I guess, in case there were anti-comet people. But as we've learned this through this pandemic, there are some disputed sides on all fronts. But it's scored by Nicholas Bertel. And we actually started off way back before I was talking with the theme to the HBO series Succession, another black comedy of sorts, talking about a media conglomeration headed up by Brian Cox's character, Logan Roy, as all manners of shenanigans go on as his falling ill and his children are trying to figure out how to take over. It's coming up for a fourth season shortly. And uh, amidst the glorious underlyings of irony, a lot of rich folks are trying to get cameo videos recorded by Brian Cox. And of course, he charges a high fee, almost making fun of him. So Bertel has done many recent scores, and he actually won an Emmy for his music from Succession. Debuted with Natalie Portman's directorial effort from 2008, New York, I Love You. And he's worked with McKay in the past for films like Vice and The Big Short. And Don't Look Up is Nicholas Bertel's third Oscar nomination. And we've profiled his previous two. If Beale Street Could Talk, which we profiled in Exploding Head Movies 442 from February 2019, and then Moonlight from February 2017, Exploding Head Movies 349. The score matches the wild tonal shifts between serious and silly, so we're going to hear a whole bunch of electronics tied to various technologies. Bertel fully went into buying into the world of Don't Look Up, coming up with the on-hold music coming up with all manners of commercial stingers and other little chimes and ringtones. But there's also some big band jazz. So there's a lot of elements here that combines the serious and the silly as the scientists try to confront getting exposure to fight a comet hitting the earth and destroying us all. But, you know, things get wayward along the way. From his Oscar-nominated score to Don't Look Up, here's Nicholas Bertel, and we begin with Discovery.
From his Oscar nominated score to Don't Look Up, we heard Nicholas Bertel first off with Discovery. A whole bunch of short cues, hyper object approaches, the arrest, then we had a long form piece that shows that mix of big band with quirky electronics called It's a Strange, Glorious World. And we heard the tents arrival at the hangar before we closed with the comet appears. And behind me is the main title suite. Bertel used a wide range of instrumentation, along with a full string orchestra and brass, woodwinds, flutes, harps. There were celestas, a pianos, as we heard a little bit of a toy piano there. Half a dozen saxophones, including the bass saxophone. There was a farfisa organ, some large bass synthesizers. And one key part is his own voice, because in the midst of boosting what director Adam McKay wanted, which is more anxiety, an actual disaster came up for Nicholas Bertel because he recorded during Hurricane Ida in New York City. So the roof caved in on his house. Water was pouring down. So at that point, he grabbed a microphone, screamed, and play with the voice to come up with some wild, filtered, high-pitched stuff. Enough to indicate what's going on, because a lot, when this movie starts, feels like it's going to be a glorious science fiction movie. But then it's undercut by all manners of mayhem. Bertal also wrote two songs for the film, since Ariana Grande actually appears as a character. One with Kid Cudi, the song's called Just Look Up, and then Bonnie Iver with Second Nature. And Don't Look Up is nominated for four categories at this year's Oscar ceremonies, so along with Best Original Score, it's up for Best Picture, Best Editing, and Best Original Screenplay. If you're looking for more recent Nicholas Bertel, along with his music from Succession, since he'll be back for season four, he did the live-action remake of Cruella, including the song there, sung by Emma Stone, worked on Italian Studies, also did the outstanding TV series The Underground Railroad, by Moonlight director Barry Jenkins and upcoming. Well, for you Star Wars fans, since everything is non-stop, there's the Rogue One prequel Andor, and he's going to be working on that. That's going to be it for Exploding Hit Movies for this week. Coming up at 9, it's the jazz show with Gavin Walker. See if you like some of the music you hear, mostly the horns. Stay tuned until around midnight or so for the best in jazz here on CITR. Next Monday, Oscar season continues. So for part four, in the merry old month of March, I'll dig into Alberto Iglesias' score to Pedro Amoldovar's film, Parallel Mothers. So far, the only film tied to nominated scores I haven't seen, and I'm still trying to figure out how to see it from home. Now later in March, we'll do a follow-up profile on Hans Zimmer's nominated score to Dune, since we did that back in November. And then afterwards, the nominated songs currently set for their own show. So we'll go back to the world of Encanto before hearing songs from the films King Richard, No Time to Die, Belfast, and Four Good Days. All this before the Oscars are handed out on Sunday, March 27th and March 28th. We will profile the winners. We'll close with a longer piece here, tying into one of the national symbols of Ukraine, and that is the sunflower. It's a massive country for doing sunflower sunflower oil production and there's fields of flowers throughout the Ukrainian countryside and one of the weird videos that popped up in the midst of this war going on is that an elderly woman approaches a Russian soldier asking me why I was there and then offering to put sunflower seeds in his pocket so that when he dies on Ukrainian soil at least something positive will grow out of him 
Freddie Hubbard did various versions of this song, and of course, I've opted for kind of the smooth jazz, yacht rocky vocal version here off of 1979's The Love Connection. Freddie Hubbard's on trumpet to flugelhorn here. Uh, also joining on trumpet are Oscar Brashear, Snooky Young, Chuck Finley, and Steve Madalo. On trombone, it's Dick Slide Hyde, Phil Ranelin, and Phil Teal. On tenor sax and flutes, at this point, the liner notes aren't helping me out here, I'm sure. Gavin will walk in. It's just like, nope, it's these guys. So you got Joe Farrell, Tom Scott, Ernie Watts, Buddy Collette. You got Chick Korea on keyboards. On bass, it's either Chuck Domenico and Stanley Clark. You got Chester Thompson on drums. Also on percussion, Jim Santos and Rubens Bassini. And on vocals, you got the great Al Giroux. Here's Freddie Hubbard with Little Sunflower. You have been listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe since there is a pandemic going on during this war time. And yeah, we'll see you in seven days. Just little flower